first president to be born from Tennessee. He represented in the militia and Congress, as well as being the first president to experience an assassination attempt. While the two pistols wielded by the would-be assassin misfired and Jackson was not hit, he carried two bullets within his body from previous incidents, one in his chest from a duel in 1806, and a second in an arm from an 1813 bomb brawl with Senator Thomas Hart Benton. He was born on March 15, 1767, between the location in Carolinas. At this time, his mother was an inroad from bringing her recent husband. His parents, Andrew Jackson and Eliza Hutchins Jackson, had immigrated from Ireland two years earlier with two older sons, Hugh and Robert. Both Hugh and Robert died during the War of Independence, while young Andrew served informational as a militia courier. Though Jackson was the first president since George Washington not to attend college, he was admitted to the North Carolina Bar in, 18, in 1787, and he did not practice law in part of North Carolina. That later became Tennessee. So, basically, he didn't study. He went to a, he had two brawls and plus almost an assassination, which his life practically sucked a little. And then in 1796, after statehood, he was elected to represent the new state in Congress, Tennessee. After serving briefly in the House of Representatives, he was elected to the U.S. Senate. However, he resigned in 1798 to take a post on the Tennessee Supreme Court. He did not return to the U.S. Senate a few days short of 25 years later. On the personal side, Jackson married Rachel Donaldson Roberts in 1791 and again in 1794. The reason for a second marriage was that she was still married to Louis Robards in 1790. The confused legal status of the situation led to an imprinted gossip about Rachel to which Jackson took expression. He is reported to have fought around a hundred duels to defend her honor. In 1803, they moved to the Hamilton, a plantation that Jackson had purchased near Nashville. So technically, that was kind of sweet to defend your wife from about at least a bunch of shriveled scumbags. So later, later on, she died on the eve of Jackson's inauguration as president, and he never remarried. There are no children, though Jackson adopted the son of Rachel's brother, Sivan Donaldson, and named him Andrew Jackson Jr. In 1801, while still on the Tennessee Supreme Court, Jackson was named to command the Tennessee Militia with the rank of Colonel, which was very high. A year later, he was promoted to Major General. And later on, Jackson's stellar military career began in 1813 with the Creek War, during which he commanded Tennessee and Georgia militias, as well as U.S. Army regulars. The war began between faction of the Confederation of Creek Miscuogee Purple, aka the Native Americans, and one faction, the Red Sticks, which were the British militia from Canada, who were then fighting the United States in the War of 1812. In turn, the Americans backed the other Creek military in the war that culminated in Jackson's victory in the Battle of Horseshoe Bend. 
in 18 in March 1814. Which surprisingly, he handled very well, and newspapers started to call him General Old Hickory. In December 1814, when the British helped landed troops in the preparation for a campaign to capture New Orleans, Jackson interviewed with his 1,700 man force. Jackson significantly had a significant victory in the Battle of New Orleans, the last major battle of the War of 1812, although it was in 1814, so it was a bald stand in. And it was the unnoticed to those on the battlefield. The Treaty of Ghent ending the war had already been signed. In 1817, President James Monroe called upon Jackson campaign and his Tennessee volunteers to spearhead a military campaign against the Seminole people, a Spanish ruler who was staging a cross-border raids in Georgia. Jackson's strategy was to invade Florida and to deny the Seminole a base of operation. Spain demanded that Jackson be disciplined, but ultimately the matter merely hastened Spanish session of Florida to the United States. When this happened in 1821, Jackson served as military governor of Florida which he learned by invading the territory. And also, fun fact, Jackson's pet parrot taught him, taught him how to swear bad words since Jackson had a huge temper. Imagine, just take one second to look. Imagine teaching your child swear words at the youngest age. Like when you're trying to teach your child how to talk. You, you will say, say, daddy, da, da, daddy, and then he'll say, blood out some other word that starts with a D, which is inappropriate. In 1822, Jackson was again elected to the U.S. Senate from Tennessee, where he served for only two years. Now, think about it. Senators won, like, six years. He only ran two years. Wow. You got, like, tons of time. No need to rush to become the next president. And encouraged to run against fellow Democrat Republican John Quincy Adams for the presidency. In 1824, Jackson won 99 electoral votes to the, his opponent's 84, but only 41.4% of the popular vote. Wow. Unpopular. This left the choice up to the House of Representatives under provisions of the 12th Amendment, and the choice was obviously Adams, since no one wanted a president who was uneducated in law. No one. When the two faced one another again in 1828, the Democratic-Republican Party had disintegrated. Adams ran under the banner of the National Republican Party and a coalition of anti-Jackson elements of his former party and former Federalists. So the Federalists are back. Jackson ran with the new Democrat Democratic Party, which held to Jeffersonian ideals about a small central government and states' rights. This time, Jackson won 178 to 83 in the Electoral College and took 56% of the popular vote. Whoa, 40, 56. While Adams got 44. And then later on, he ran for the re-election in 1832. Jackson was challenged by, challenged by Senator Henry Clay 
of Kentucky, previously a supporter of Adams and a longtime opponent of Jackson. This time, the electoral college totals were 219 to 49, with a 54.20% of the popular vote going to the still popular Jackson. <coughs> Although he did do some bad things, such as one going war against the National Bank of America, and also he immediately invented the spoil system to replace hard-working U.S. government officials with his own supporters and party doers, as well as bribing one another. Jackson also go for as his vice president John C. Cronin came to differ with Jackson over the issues of tariffs that helped many industrials in the North in the determining of agricultural salt, which has been a long time. And also, Jackson owned slaves. Until he died, he had only, only approximately at least 180 slaves. Not only that, but he broke the National Bank. Who breaks the National Bank? America, tell me. It's like robbing your old grandmother's jewelry and asking her, can I have this? And she'll say yes. That's what he did, literally, people. It's like taking up candy to a baby. Then he started fighting with the P Indian people. The Kyoki, the Chicksaws, the Chikol, Creek, Manguski, and the Smoon people from the West. He also wanted to negotiate post-slavery, Republic of Texas, until after the 1836 election as president. Jackson oversaw the admission of Kansas as a slave state in 1836 and Michigan as a non-slave state in 1837. So wow, just wow. He also opposed the abolitionist movement, anti-slave, slaveness. And in southern eastern United States, to attract a land of west of the Mississippi that is now eastern Oklahoma, ironically, the five civilized tribes, because they adopted Anglo-American customs, language, farming practices, housing styles, and religion, their removal ongoing throughout the Jackson administration was described one triple committee as the Trail of Tears, which was Jackson's most disgusting mark as presidency. And though he admitted he, he immediately get, got rid of his first vice president, John C. Conan, and replaced him with boss Martin Van Buren, a future president. After leaving office, Jackson returned to Herndon, Tennessee, where he died of various national causes, including probably a heart flavor, on June 8, 1845, buried in Rachel Hemington. So therefore, Jackson was practically a good and a bad and the ugly at the same time which is horrible.